0: Welcome to a new episode of the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This week, we're featuring a special discussion with Last Course director Jill Lee and producer Peter Yam, moderated by Film at Lincoln Center's assistant programmer Tyler Wilson. Nearly 10 years in the making, Jill Lee's revelatory debut film, a documentary about the struggle against corruption in South China, follows the grassroots movement for justice led by a group of people from the fishing port of Wukong. Lost Course offers a timely and deeply affecting look at government wrongdoing and its infective reach into even the most idealistic minds. Lost Course is now playing in our virtual cinema.
1: Let's continue to the talk. Uh, I, I figured it would make sense to to begin with some background context uh, that might not be entirely apparent within the film itself. Um, because Jill, I, I understand uh, you're... Your early encounter with uh, the camp protests began on assignment as a video journalist. Um, so I, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that, um, your your initial impressions of the village and, and perhaps uh, what or, or who it was that maybe moved you toward a, a longer documentary project.
0: Uh, it was 2011 when I first went to the village as you mentioned, that I had been a video journalist at that time, uh, but for only three months, and it's my first assignment outside of Hong Kong. And since my first visit, my instincts to keep the camera rolling were super strong. I took a long bus ride to the town, and there were villagers organizing transportation to the village for the plus. Um, when I arrived at the village, I saw a man talking to his walkie talkie. He says that the reporters are coming, the reporters are coming. And when I reached the site of the protest, as soon as getting off my vehicle, the villagers on strike starting shouting slogans to me. As you have seen at the beginning of the film, I totally had no time to process and was shot and contagious by the environments that brought those raw energy. Um, Men, women, elders and the children delivered the same message to me and you can imagine how strong it was, totally overwhelming. And especially as a rocky journalist, I mentioned that it just um, three months is on the job and the first assignment. So my spider senses was tingling. And yeah, for the next couple of days, I learned their thinkings and witnessed how they put it into action. And I find that myself more and more attracted by what I see, Mm -hmm. the knowledge and the mindset completely break the stereotype of Chinese farmers in mainstream society. So I kept the camera rolling and had no intention to stop. Yeah, mm. that that's the first thing.
1: Yeah. Well, so you mentioned you you had no intention to stop, but when you were first starting out, when you did um, begin seeing the, the 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 inklings of a protest, did you did you have any particular preconception um, when it came to? how long you expected this final project to be? Did you did you expect that you would have a three hour documentary or a 10 hour documentary when you were first starting out? I'm just curious how you how you saw this project um, at these very early stages.
0: Yeah, um, it comes naturally that it ends up uh straight hours running feature lengths. Um, as I mentioned that the instance and the passion to keep loading like um, embedded the drive to create a long film. Even back into the beginning, I found myself wanting to keep the camera rolling to the extent, even without my impress, supporting my expense, I will pay my own way to do the shooting. I I would follow my instincts to shoot in the beginning and after a while, I will search for rational reason reasoning if I should continue, um, because the protagonists I recovered were multi-layers and so interesting. I realized that this document documentary possibly needs to um, spend an extensive time to observation. Um, the three protagonists of Lost Course attracts me a lot. Ling, he is the factual leaders, leaders of the movement, and Hong, he is the um, patriot number one. In a way, he started the whole campaign, and he was the first to exile. And my third protagonist is Sing. He was working outside of the Wuhan and quit his job, enjoy the protests. That means he screens those events like transform him and make him grow. So um, these three protagonists play different roles in the pro cats. And also they was, represent three different generations. Ling is um, grandfather age, Hong is a youth, and Sing is teenager, like three generations. During the years of documentary making, I witnessed their moments, the triumph and the goodness, and I'm grateful that they did not hide from me about their human weakness. With many ups and downs and surprising turns, these are the reasons that contribute to the outcome in the long future.
1: I, um, I certainly want to get uh, a return to your, your relationship with the three protagonists that you mentioned, Lin-Hong and Tsing. Uh, but um, maybe before we do that, um, this, um, it might be a good time, uh, Peter, uh, for you to maybe tell us how you came on board as a producer uh, and um, perhaps you can share a little bit about uh, what your working relationship looked like with Jill uh, throughout the process.
2: Uh, I, I joined a lost cause wagons uh, in very late stage. I mean, uh, Jill had did most of the heavy lifting by then. You know, we, we met at my uh, studio Christmas party. <laughs> so I, I just finished six days of very exhausting shootings and I'm actually in no mood in, in small talk, but my, a colleague of mine insists on introducing me to, to Jill. And I got entreated right away uh, on how Jill very passionately shared her crusade on doing uh, Lost Um and asked me to consult her on some of the issues. Uh, I watched the film uh, twice in a week. Uh, I just go and keep going back to the film and it haunts me with that kind of thickness, the layers and the capacity that Jill tried to portray. And, and just by coincidence, in a month later, uh, in January, I, I bring a few of my project to uh, Dam, the International uh, Film Festival. And, and that's where I met with uh, Karen Chin, uh, a, a veterans producer, and, and, and she also has fast uh, experience working with China independent swims. And, and that's how we get to uh, accurate swim. And, and also that's how we get to Lincoln Center, I guess. Sure. So uh, Jill, I, uh, in my opinion and, and how I work with her is uh, she is a very insightful person. Um, She's very careful about deliberations. Uh, she always wants to make very clear about her message. So uh, often our meetings take like four hours and six hours because <laughs> uh, she always wants to you know make herself clear and, and her visions. And she always held herself in a very high standard. And also uh, ethically, I mean, documentary ethics, she has very high standard on those. So I'm really happy working with
1: her in a way, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, compliment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> Uh, thank you for joining the the Lost Course bandwagon. I'm I'm happy to be on board as well. Um, you know I've I've i watched the film a few times now, and I'm still always struck by how focused the film remains over the course of six or so years, and 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 what I imagine to be hundreds of hours of footage, or if not thousands. I, I don't. I'd like to hear more about that, but um, it is just a real achievement in editing and uh, clarity of thought, um, distilling very complex material. Um, so Jill, I'd, I'd, I'd like it if you could tell us um, a bit more about uh, your process of, of, of culling this material and working with uh, your other uh, editors to make sense of such an immensity of footage.
0: Thank you, Taylor. It's some really good questions. And I would love to share more details because way more than 300 hours raw footage, editing exactly was the most painful and challenging part for me. Um, But looking back, it was also a critical and necessary process for me, helping me to build up my understanding of of the film as a filmmaker. Yeah, as reality changed in more trees and turns, how to tell this story became more and more challenging. We did run into many mistakes. And finally, we found out I consider as the right approach. Let me use an analogy. Um, If painting is a metaphor for making a film, so what I do is to find out the true color for each of my protagonists. Of course, the nearest possible true color, Um, what does that mean and how did I find a true color? Um, I record many similar and sometimes repeated conversations and statements of expression through many and different situations. I would choose the contents expressed not under extreme emotions like extreme excitement or extreme fear, then keep the one close to his original intention. When the true color of every protagonist was put together, layer by layer, it's naturally to present the tone and the appearance of this painting. It was um, processed that my many years, the, building understanding and the trust with my protagonists, knowing them in person. Um, still, I remember myself, I reminded myself, my understanding was still limited, but I should try my very best to culture uh, them with their true color as how I understand their intentions. Well, I definitely Try not to do is to portray and framework my protagonists in my own use, not to use their cell bites for my own purpose. It was the way how I exist on Lost Course should be met and created. Um, let me speak a little bit more about why true color is so important for me. In two thousand sixteen. We finished a 100 minutes version and started the post-production stage already. Um, to this way, we have not released that version. Why? I just felt not right, but I cannot explain clearly what went wrong at, at that moment. So I decided to put that version aside and started reviewing the footage all over again. After a while, I found the answer. I saw my own projection of good intention all over the place. I was too amused by what happened, which never seen before. I create a filter unconsciously, which just things, I mean, all the anti things were removed in order to appeal to my wishful thinking. I call it an outsider perspective. For Lost Course, I think that that is inappropriate and keeping the layers and complexity is very important for me, which I believe it will bring out the story itself and those protagonists and will make connection to audience in any time zone and any time and space, it will make them think and digest what they they have received. Now, looking back, finishing the film in 2019, it seems to fulfilling its old destiny because some things cannot be seen clearly when the time interval is too close. And, um, road of judgment will be relatively large, especially for a highly um, complexity story. Yeah, so that's why I insist on the complexity and the layers.
1: Um, I'm curious, so you mentioned that in 2016 you had a different version of the film. It was much shorter. It was 100 minutes, right? Minutes. Um Well, I guess for, first question: um, the version Peter that you saw is it was it the, this closer to this three-hour version, or had you seen the 100-minute cut?
2: Yes, I I haven't seen the 100 minutes cuts. I think she will bring it to her grave.
1: <laughs> yeah, she didn't show it to yeah. Any, yeah. anyone. Yeah. Show <laughs> When you were shooting this footage um, as early as 2011, were and and amassing the footage, were you were you editing this film along the way? Like, what was that hundred a minute cut a sort of product of of editing as you went along, or was this still a cut that emerged after many years of, of acquiring footage? Um, I'm just curious because there's some there was so much going on, and as you said, 300 hours of footage shot. I'm yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm just curious about that that process of, of when you actually began to edit.
0: I, I just re-added like from zero, from the like. Gotcha. Um, yeah, adding like I never have that 100 minutes version because I mm-hmm. don't trust my judgments the older footage, uh, because I find those projection. Yeah, so. I just put that version totally away, and to watch all the footages like from the zero to all the footage. So that means from the 2016 to 2019, it just like totally the editing time again, re-editing time.
1: So, so it took you about um, about really three years to essentially recut the entire film. <laughs> Yeah, but
0: wow. I think that is a very important process for me, because I can I, I feel like, um, this process very necessary and important for me because it helping me to build up my, my my view of the the film as a filmmaker. Yeah, so yeah. that's very important for me.
2: Yeah. I also can add a little bit about the process as well. Um, Jill has mentioned to me uh, the 100 minutes version, I, I think it's full of sound bites in a way. Uh, it has no room for, for breathing and the, the the pacing and the rhythm is not correct. And so right after the 100 minutes, uh, Jill has actually produced an eight hours uh, version at first. Yeah. Then, then you know, should we work those eight hours and 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 finally we arrive to the three hours one. Uh, but there are a long process of four hours and-, and Yeah, sometimes.
0: eight hours and a half, then six hours and a half, then four hours and a half, and then three hours and a half, and then just- tons of versions I cannot count on, like between three hours and three hours and a half, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah, to the end now it's a three hours version and I feel I cannot cut anymore, Mm -hmm. like cut out even one second, Mm -hmm. yeah, for me. So, and then I feel comfortable to put my name on it.
2: And, and also because of a dialect, because there are a couple of Chinese dialect into it. And, and Jill is maybe uh, one of a few people who can understand all those dialects, different dialects in the film. So even for myself, if, if she showed me the, the version, I might not be able to understand without the subtitle as well. Even for the Chinese audience, they might have to look at the subtitle to understand the whole film. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's only Jill's undertaking. It's, uh, only if I can finish the film in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, I guess that might maybe naturally lead us back to what you touched on earlier with uh, you, the focus on um, the three protagonists, as you say, Lin Hong and, and Sing. Um, because I think one one major reason why the film, at least to me, remains so focused is so focused is is the access that you have to this this core. Group, um, you know, over the years, we really see the complexity of their situations and um, the interpersonal dynamics of the village um, um, through through their perspectives. Um, I mean, it's and it's clear the mistrust runs deep, but these subjects do remain committed to uh, speaking with you over the years and telling their story. Um, and I'm I'm wondering if you would chalk this trust up to the generous amount of time that you spent in the village um, and among them, or if there's something more to it, maybe the fact that you, you, uh, you for example, understood all these dialects um, perhaps, but um, I, I am just curious how you developed these relationships at first. And then over the years, uh, what challenges, I'd imagine there are many um, that came up that perhaps made it even more difficult to keep going.
0: I work as a one-woman crew when filming loss course, um, which allows me to work as flexibly as possible. And most of the time, I could stay at the home of my protagonists that I can observe even closer to their change, their mood, and their states of mind. And um, I try my best not to judge them, judge my protagonists, whatever they did respect them, try to understand them always. And I think it's also a way to build our trust, the no judgment. And cause I believe that my protagonist could could feel that. And at the beginning I still had a role of journalist. There were there were times I was demand to make it more fast pacing. Um, I feel the contradiction. But then I quit my job and then got to be more focused on more on my old pacing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah. Is that only <laughs> Yeah. Um,
2: yes. I think the first day uh, when Jill arrived to the village, uh, she immediately uh, in the first scenes of, of the film, uh, the protest, that's where uh, she got to meet with uh, Singh and Hong, right? And, yeah. And then both of these uh, protagonists introduce Jill to to Lin, so that's how they get together. And because Jill is one of those first uh, uh, press member get to the village, uh, even before the international press, so uh, she got to live in, in the in Lin's home, yeah. uh, Mr. Lin's home. Or the other people, they have to live in the the area. They assign to the, uh, the the reporters, right? So uh, I think she got to the village first, and she can uh, definitely speak, speak the dialect, speak the language. At the
0: beginning, it's like I only can understand fifty percent.
2: Fifty percent. Oh, uh-huh.
0: Then, then try to understand more.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And, and so I think in, in a way, so uh, she got really uh, intimate with uh, Lin, especially Lin. I mean, he is the de facto leaders of the movement and he uh, she earned his trust, uh, you know, uh, quickly in you know, So um, I think that's really, really helpful for the
1: film. Um, I, I still have a few questions of my own, but um, now it might be a good time to pull uh, one, uh, right now. Um, I'll just read it verbatim uh, from an anonymous attendee. Uh, Hi, Jill, thank you for documenting this great movement, and it's definitely historical. One question I have is about the journalists and media in Wukan. From 2011 to 2016, did you see more or less press? Uh, and what's the difference on the composition of journalists or the sentiment, if there was any?
0: About, about um where they record I not really pay a lot of attention because I'm more focused on my protagonist. Yeah. So but I can offer that they come and out and come again and sometimes leave. And but they more come like because um depends what happened. Like mm-hmm. uh the elections, like re election again. So mm-hmm. they more come back for the issue.
2: I see. They come back for the events. I think they, they do a uh, you know, single coverage of the uh, maybe of the uh, the elections or the memorial service uh, when there are situation situations unfolding. You know, they will come back. You know, for single coverage. That's very different from Joe. You know, who try to you know, stay in the in the village for a longer time to coverage. You know, some the people the present. I think uh, the documentary is more about the present than rather than the events, especially the second half of the, uh, mm-hmm. the film is all about their daily life. So I think uh, by the time, Jill is more interested in those persons instead of those events. So
1: mm-hmm. uh, um, maybe, maybe going off that and even my, my previous question, um, uh, because Jill, you were mentioning obviously that you were the, the sole camera operator. Um, throughout the film, which certainly uh, contributed to the access and the trust that you built with your subjects. But I'm just generally curious, um, you know, as this lone filmmaker in the village, how you, you thought about your own role, um, not just with, uh, within the relationship uh, that relationships that you were building with your subjects, but how you thought about yourself, in in the literal film, um, because it's 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 evident y- your presence is felt uh, throughout. It's obvious these residents are, are speaking to someone, but you're you're not you're generally not in front of the camera. And I, obviously, I'm sure that's a a product of just being the only person um, there. But yeah, I'm just uh, curious if you can speak a bit more about that. Um, and okay, there's an audience question that I feel is also um, Related to this, but if you want to say anything right now, I'll, let, I'll stop talking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yes, in Lost in Lost Course. Now, in the three hours Lost Course, like I did not messing with my protagonist, like just observe. Yeah, um, but I must say, I would confess that, in fact, in the beginning, I did try to messing them messing with my protagonist to enhance the drama. Uh, but those footage was totally deleted and removed and never made it into the lost course. Because it, it looks weird and the fake on the editing table. And I realized that, oh, that thing is because I lead him to this and it's not what naturally happened. So I... Um, I I went with my instance in first half of shooting, but the second half of the shooting was much more complicated, such as whether to change the camera position, how to cut lens to look good, and so on. Sometimes things too much will end up being self-debating. And yeah, so um, quite luckily, because it's a documentary, so we can put a lot of time on the editing table and to um, realize and figure it out what is the mistakes I took and can rejudge it well. So a, a lot of bad and work force, and forth, on in the editing process. I've tried more. Um, dramatic narrative structures, such as flashbacks and suspense. For example, who is patron number one? Is he a different character spent sending a letter on the dark and windy night? Or, and at the end, I embrace the straightforward approach, like because the fate of characters and events unfolding have provided enough ups and downs, and the complexity of reality can be presented more easily. So, um, yeah, I reflect on these problems, and it had to do with my insecurity as a first time director that I decide to prove myself worth to tell a compelling story. Yeah. And luckily the editing process prime me a clear reflection to correct my own mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, and I also feel like it's also the role um, transformer from a journalist to a documentary filmmaker. Yeah. And,
2: Yes.
0: They these mm-hmm. years of the pro of this film.
2: Yes, I think like you say Taylor, I mean, her presence is felt in the film, but then I think in, in deliberately she didn't want to show herself in the camera. And and a lot of time you can tell because of the uh, intimate relationship you yeah. share with those protagonists, they, you felt like they were talking to the camera and so I think it's successfully, you can felt her present, but without seeing herself. Yeah, I think that's how that's what Jill wanted. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. Um, I have um another question uh about the footage, and because it's occasionally that we do see footage that you use that was shot by by other residents in the village. Um, it's not often, but it is there, and I'm I'm, I'm curious. If, if this is footage that you, you found online while uh, these events were being covered by press and, and so on, or um, if you had a more direct relationship to, villi- to villagers who, who were shooting this material that um, uh, you acquired that way. I'm just, uh, I'm wondering how that uh, found itself into the film. Uh,
0: Cause I marked as the villagers mm-hmm. footage on the corner of the, the film and um, I collect them online. I collect them online and uh, cause when those things happen, I'm not on, I'm not there.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah. but I think, uh, yeah, but I think it's necessary for the narrative inside Lost Course. So I asked for them to take that and put into the film. Um, I'll
1: turn uh, to one more audience question. And of course, if anyone else um, has any more thoughts or questions, please submit them. Uh, but uh, one audience member is asking um, if during your process, you watched any particular documentaries um, and if there were any filmmakers or documentaries who have influenced you.
2: Yeah, I, I think in a way, Joe um, uh, has when, when doing making the film, I think in, in one of the film festivals in Hong, uh, in Hong Kong, she watched uh, Jiao Lang, a uh, partition, uh, you know, it took uh, Jiao Lang 12 years to make it uh, and and the director's version is like five, hour, five hours, right. So uh, it certainly give confidence to you to pursue that. Way, I mean, uh, it, it you know, she heard so many people advising her about a long documentary will be un- I a mean, will be disadvantage, you know, to uh, to 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 the theaters and all things. But then, after she watching Jiu Lang, you know, that project and that really, you know, give her the confidence to to pursue it that way. You know? So, I mean, you know, yeah, that
0: that kind yeah. of like keep me from uh, feeling particularly anxiety like during the long produ- production period. Cause um, um, before that, I be- before become a journalist, I had worked on a historical documentary project. It was fun to listen to stories from the past, but, After doing it for a long time, you become eager to capture stories that are happening in the present. So I watched a petition uh, from the director Zhao Liang, like uh, during when I hesitating, like whether I need to um, finding some story which is happening. Yeah. So... That's why I, yeah, came to become a journalist. Then I met the Wukong village. Then I started my first documentary.
1: Um, perhaps I'll, I can end it on, on this one last audience question, uh, which is posed to both of you. Um, if either of you are working on a new project or a documentary and if you might, you might want to or can speak about it right now. Wow free <laughs> more promotion time. <laughs>
2: well um uh Ju maybe do you want to share some of the uh I, I think and everyone who watched uh Lost Course will see that uh Ju can do drama. I mean so uh we are actually and I think Ju is, uh, is also working on a script with a directors and, and also we are thinking about working on some of the uh Project uh, again, you know, cooperating, and of course, I, or myself, I, I do have some projects in the makings about Hong Kong uh, current situations, and um, yeah, I, I didn't expect someone would give me time to promote. So I really not coming prepared. <laughs> I do a lousy job talking about my project. But uh, uh, when when it's ready, uh, I hope. Uh, we will get more people. uh, We can come to Lincoln Center and doing screening again. Yes. (laughs)
1: Um, Well, on that note, um, uh, perhaps it's a good time to end uh, the discussion. Jill and Peter, thank you for taking the time to share about the film. We really appreciate it. Um, And thanks to our viewers for tuning in um, and spread the word about Last course. Yes. Yes, please. Thank you so much. Thank All you right. for your time. Thanks everyone.